Welcome to the Grow Tribe. Here at Go to Grow, we bring the practical and the personal to fuel and celebrate our messy and enlivening growth. People love to pigeonhole us in business and life, but we know you are not just one thing. We get it. Who is? So bring your colourful array of hats to the Grow Zone. I'm Melissa McGowan, and I have over 20 years' experience enabling growth of people, leaders, businesses, and at home with our four kids. The results, the performance, the culture, the outcomes we desire. I can tell you, it starts with us, where you go with your time, energy, money, and focus you grow. So choose to feel alive, and let's get growing. You know you've been in lockdown too long when it's... 4.30 in the afternoon, you're having a coffee and your husband is cranking the dance tunes in the living room and you're considering going on strike and not cooking your children their dinner. So, you know, we thought we had a pretty good grasp on this whole Team McGowan thing, you know, a general commitment to have fun, support each other and keep the house somewhat tidy most of the time. Well, fast forward a few months now, and the bickering, the ass-covering, the levels of resistance amongst Team McGowan is at an all-time high. In fact, it's admirable how strong their resistance is. If only that could be channeled into something you know, more positive. And of course, enter the drama triangle. So for those not familiar with the drama triangle, it's such a brilliant um, tool, you know, the dark side, the light side. And the dark side has got the persecutor, the victim, and the rescuer. And, excuse me, we bounce around all three of those things with the kids when we are in the drama triangle, sort of bringing each other into the drama triangle more. It's It's a downward spiral. So, you know, the persecutor is, would you just put the dishes away? Just get it done. You know, the, uh, the, the, the victim, of course, is, you know, oh, it's nine o'clock at night and I'm still cleaning the kitchen. Like, I just, I'm resentful, um, but I'm also, you know, kind of feeling sorry for myself. Um, the, the rescuer is, and this is coming up quite a bit, is like, I'm just going to do it. You know, otherwise it's not going to get done. And, you know, of course, what does that uh, perpetuate? The rescuing clearly is not a great, um, you know, coaching tool because, you know, then the, the kids are going to end up deferring to you more and more. So the light side of the drama triangle is more that challenger, you know, um, the, the creator, the creative part and the, and the coaching. Anyway, that's not what I'm actually talking about today. I wanted to talk about starting points and teams because I thought our team starting point was pretty solid. And I've been talking to people over the last few months and and really reflecting on how important starting points are in 2020. And they're very revealing. And that that includes starting points on lots of different things. It could be around ourself, um, the supportive routines we have for our health and our energy. Certainly that's something I'm talking a lot about right now, having launched my Chief Energy Officer program. But, you know, that's just one aspect. It could be around your work habits, what your starting point was around how you worked. Um, That could include sort of hours you worked, whether you find yourself getting heavily involved in activities or outcomes, how focused you are, when you're productive during the day, all those sorts of things. It could be in our relationships. You know, how aligned were you? What sort of things did you used to discuss? 
how did you work together in a, in a partnership with you know your most important partner in life? What about your team? So how was your team performing? What was your starting point? How clear were they or are they on what is important? And, and what support were you getting from your manager or as a manager, what support were you giving your team? So this gets into the concept of manager magic, which I've talked about before and I will come back to. It's another um, real passion area for me. But starting point here is everything when we go through this change. Workplace cultures, inclusion, diversity, what was the starting point? Crisis is bringing us into a more transactional way of doing things, understandably for now. So the starting points become really key. You know, how we felt before about what we were doing, about our job, about how aligned we were with our values or a sense of purpose. These things are now really um, cropping up and people have sort of got a, an opportunity to take a look at them or not. But back to our house for a minute. So we found ourselves with the kids in this <laughs> constant um, debate and, you know, the team, the four children, just defending their own patch. So looking after themselves and um, and then defending against, you know, the focus on the team. And, I, and that is a fairly understandable thing. Um, the other thing that can happen is people sort of hold back and, and go missing during these conversations. So we, you know, my, my uh, sorry, we found ourselves and you may find yourselves in your teams right now thinking, you know, I wish we just had a little bit more ease, a little bit more commitment to what we're trying to do here, and essentially a little bit more performance on our team right now. And for that not to be so difficult, like who doesn't want that? You know, we don't want to be pushing, pushing, pushing and not getting the outcomes right now. We really need to be doing the stuff that's important because energy and time is so precious. So the challenge is, you know, even the best teams, even the ones whose starting point was really solid, they don't stay that way without a little tune up every now and then. And and it makes me think back to all of the work I've done over the years with teams, which I really um, love that. I love seeing the journey of a team, a starting point, the work they do, um, you know, where they get to, if they're really willing to kind of lead into lean into that and, and how important it is to be led by the leader of that team as well. Now, um, Patrick Lencioni, I've mentioned him before on the podcast. A lot of his work has really been around for a while now on teams. I'm thinking, you know, the five dysfunctions book, I've probably had that since early 2000s. And his model of team effectiveness um, which, which focuses on the five dysfunctions of a team that you need to pay attention to intentionally to make sure your team does have healthy level of, you know, accountability and cohesion. But the bottom level of that, the foundation is what he calls vulnerability-based trust. And it's the foundation for a reason. He sort of talks about trust being at the heart of an awesome team. And without it, you know, you really can't be that awesome team. And I think most of us um, have had our own experiment with what that feels like or what that doesn't feel like and how much energy we can leak getting into behaviors and discussions and sidebars and all of that stuff. It's just not where we want to be. So lack of trust shows up in lots of different places. Uh, people can be hesitant to offer help to others, you know, outside of their immediate team or area of responsibility. Um, 
you know, that, that one really bugs me. But jump people can jump to conclusions about the intentions of others without actually seeking to understand and, and clarify them. Sometimes we fail to recognise, we don't know what the, the skills and, and strengths and even background and experience are for members of the team in a way that we can tap into those more intentionally for the best of, of all of the team. Other times we feel like we've got to hide up our weaknesses and our mistakes from each other, sort of that ass covering thing. Um, at the end of the day, we can end up wasting a lot of time and energy managing our own behavior to, you know, show a certain, um, to, to put on a certain face or have a certain effect on the team, but it may not be, you know, who we really are. So the list goes on and that's really just in the area of the, t the trust that I'm talking about now. And there are other dysfunctions to tend to, but we got, we work through them in the, in that sequence and we start with the trust. And I think crisis you know, has brought out more of of what we are or who we are. People reference, you know, alcohol being a, a metaphor for that. And our starting point right now on whether it's team or self, it, it can give us feedback this year. If we're willing to listen, that feedback can be a real catalyst to change. And I'm seeing a lot of people who are feeling that feedback and that contrast and then they're willing to move and, and make some change for others you know it also is reinforcing the intentional choices and the work they've done prior to this year um, that has really set them up you know reasonably well for this year and then I do think there's another camp who are sort of turning their head and I worry about how that's going to play out next year so I think you know for us in our family and you know for you and your teams you might be kind of wondering how can we really can boost our energy and commitment to our shared goal right now for being team players and supporting each other for the ease and the benefit of all of us, recognising the diversity, and I've said this before as well, the diversity of impacts this year for individuals is huge and it's powerful to harness the, you know, the collective um, impact of a team to support each other and work through this. So, we decided at home it was time for a little team exercise. Nothing like mum, you know, being um, bringing in some work toolkit into the family, around the family table. But we just thought, you know what, let's let the kids kind of give each other some feed forward. And you may have heard me talk about that in an earlier episode, an earlier pondering. So this notion of feeding it forward, not necessarily just criticising back. And um, I ran a version, a simplified version of an exercise that I've done many times over the years. And I thought I'd just tell you about it now. So we had the, the kids sitting around the table and gave them a, a pen and paper and just said, right, I just want you to think about this, this shared goal around our teamwork. And we, I got them to talk about what they want our team to be like. And then I got them to answer two questions for each of the individuals in the, in the family, just amongst the kids at this stage. We have done these things more broadly, but I really wanted them to hear from each other. So they drew up a little table. And the, the first question was, you know, to be an awesome team, here's one thing that I need you to do. And the other one was, um, to be uh, an awesome team, here's one thing or a behavior that I need you to stop. So it was like the start stop. So it was like for us to be 
a really great team. Here is one thing that I need you to do. And here is one thing that I need you to stop. And gave them, you know, five minutes. They wrote down their points for each person. And then we went around and each individual had the opportunity to sit there and listen to, you know, okay, what do I need you to do? Each person weighs in. And then what do we need you to stop? And again, each person gives feedback to that individual. So that individual is listening to all of that feedback and, well, feed forward. And um, they are not to kind of respond. They're not to kind of justify, defend. They're really just trying to understand. So they would only really ask a question if they don't understand what was being said. Now, that was very hard for the kids, but it was amazing how consistent the feed forward was for two members out of uh, the four the four team tribe and it was just the looks on their face when they saw or they heard how consistently they were being called out by the other three on a specific thing so enter the what we call Florent or what we call one of the children is the job dodger and the other one is the controller so there was a real theme for one of them. It was like, stop dodging doing the jobs. I need you to do the jobs. And the other one was, stop trying to control the TV, the this, the that. Stop trying to control us all the time. So it made me laugh and it made me think about teams at work. You know, we've got, sometimes we've got the dodges and sometimes we've got the, I'm trying to control here and lots of other variations. So I'm encouraging you to have a think about your team right now. Look, there's lots of meetings going on. There's many team chats, but I wonder if in all of that, there's an opportunity just to make it a little bit more real, a little bit more meaningful and consider a little exercise like this to help the team know what they're doing that's really additive and how they can show up differently for the good of the team. I mean, it is a little bit uncomfortable. It's a little bit vulnerable and that's the whole point. That's the trust building part, but it's going to make everyone's lives easier because if the team's humming happy days. And and like I said, that doesn't just happen. Someone that I used to work with talked about putting um, air in the hot air in the hot air balloon. You know, you, you got to keep it up there. So look, there's still some um, dodging going on in this house and some controlling, but we've got language around it. We can have a bit of a laugh about it. Um, there's certainly no fear in, of conflict anymore. There's no fake harmony around this. So there's people calling it out. I'm, um, as you know, I'm really passionate about energy and its link to performance as the source of our outcomes. And I think an effective team needs energy and performance. And, you know, the research shows that an energized leader is going to have a positive energizing impact on their team. So all of these things come together, but you may, like us, recognize that, you know, sometimes a little action plan is required and you can make it kind of fun as well so it doesn't have to all be super serious but team building in 2020 may look something like this now just to check in and really get an understanding of where people are and doing that in the team setting that does build that vulnerability based trust so go to your team um, enjoy having a chat I hope you don't have any job dodgers or controllers um, I imagine it's a lot more positive for you but I'm encouraging you to go to it. As I said, I'm really passionate. I'd also love to hear if you have a go and what comes up, 
Um, yeah, lean in. Enjoy your growth, everyone. Thanks so much for listening. I'm very excited as we build this growing community of growers. And I'd love to hear your feedback on anything you want to hear more about people that you think would be great for us to have a chat with. Please leave me some feedback or if you want any support, use the functions via the podcast or the email, the Facebook group or the Instagram, all of it in the notes. I'd love to hear your stories. I'd love to see your pictures of you growing and what you're working on. Please share the podcast and review it in iTunes as we build this community. Thanks so much.